I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That's true. It's true. All the way to the boundary. None of the field has moved. They couldn't see the ball. Graham Thorpe doesn't mind. Certainly doesn't mind. I think it was only him and our cameraman who knew where that shot went. Inside edge. There it is. They're getting back for two. England have won. What a victory in the dark. Nasser Saint can't believe it. Look at that. Look at that balcony. Graham Thorpe has played a tremendous knock for his country today. Nasser Hussain's ecstatic. They're the first England side to come here and win a series since 1961. I fully, I couldn't agree more with what you said to Amit about um, with kids. You know, if you see it, hit it. Yeah. Uh, and then, you, you know, just get used to striking the ball and then, you know, uh, then you can worry about offside and straight and legs, you know, because everything goes through the leg side, doesn't it, for kids to start with and stuff. And then like you just worry about arc. They've got a baseball arc when they're ch- children, and that's what's important. That's right. They, they find the on drive easier, they, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like. It's all about your eye in it and the arc. So you just get them to pulled, pick yeah. the eye. It's not about seeing the ball. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, I mean, uh, my son's four, and if he goes four or five balls and he doesn't hit it, <laughs> he, he's getting bored. He's thinking this is a rubbish game, isn't it, Dad? Like he wants. What are you doing, wants... your fancy leg spinners, and try to get him out? No, well, uh... <laughs> no. no. Sometimes, if he's not focused, you see, he wants to. He wants to get the same delivery over and over, and it's not a problem to get throwdowns, isn't it? And you, you, what I'm saying is, you want them to hit the ball, you want them to strike it, which is more important than all the technicalities at this. Yeah, stage. you try, you try to give it to them on the bounce where you know, yeah. so it's hit in their hitting zone, don't you? You try to make your throw right to feed their <laughs> yeah. shot. Yeah. It's not but you know what? as it sounds either. No, when we used to play, when I was a kid and I used to go to Bombay and I played with my cousins and things, we weren't allowed, if it was one bounce, you'd be out. So if the field, if it bounced once and you, the fielder got it, it's out. So they encouraged it being on the floor. You had to hit it on the ground. So that's how Gavaska and that lot play, because we used to play, they used to call um, one tapa, they used to tapa means bounce. So they said one tapa is out, that's the rule. And this is very frustrating, so you'd have to develop your technique to get it on the ground. Um, and I, I tried to get okay this. when you're learning how to play, in it when you're 13, 14, yeah, yeah, 15, yeah, it's good that. But the, we would play with lots of flats, you see, and they'd be the open courtyard in the middle of all the flats, if you like. Um, but now, I mean, when I'm telling my son how to play, he's like, no, daddy, I want to hit it in the air because he just sees 2020 <laughs> all day. <laughs> do, 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 do you know what my only piece of advice would be on, uh, on, on getting young kids, because Alex is eight now, is yes. um, make them bat with uh, a bat which is one size under. 
the recommended size for their age. That's a good idea as well. It's uh, lighter. Because, it's lighter. yeah, it's lighter. They can get more bat speed. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse to regress than and putting a bat which is too big in, in the young kids' hands. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. So give them, so, you know, so if, if they're, you know, you can, it's all off height, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, the internet charts, you know whether they're on well, size the three or size so big, isn't it? So it doesn't matter. It's about having the speed to get through it. And if yeah. it's light so, enough, we can do that. To, to just, just try and, and especially until they're eight or nine, just just gives it just give them one size less than recommended. Try that. Uh, that's a really because my dad went to India recently, bought him a bat, and I was very very excited. I was like, he's going to get the, his first bat from the Punjab, <laughs> and it's a it's an and he got it cut down as well because the smallest bat had to be cut to the size. Uh, but it's it's honestly he can't hold it properly because and he gets quite disheartened. So yeah, I'm going to do what you said, Dan. That's really good advice. Yeah. yeah, it's like a tree trunk here. Yeah. It is completely. I mean, I'm sure it will go straight to the band when it pings off that <laughs> one day. But <laughs> yeah, so because you don't know how. The thing is, you don't know when you're younger how how the, how how tall and how strong the lads are going to grow up to be. So you know, and if they, if they want to have a bit heavier bat when they're developed, then that's up to them, isn't it? Welcome to the latest Crick Index podcast. I'm your host, Amit Kohli. And to preview England's upcoming test series against Pakistan, I'm joined by Messrs Dan Rhodes and Dan Kennett. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening, Amit. Back to the cricket. Hi. How you doing, guys? Very good. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Well, the the question on everyone's lips is, can England, after, you know, overcoming the Aussies, can they adapt to the conditions and the spin of Pakistan and compete in the UAE? Uh, with you know, which is at the end of the day, a very inexperienced team in alien conditions. Uh, Rosie, let's come to you first. What do you think? In a word, no. Uh, I said this in the Ashes ones. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. If, I don't think anyone's had much chance. I think the only team to beat Pakistan um, in the away are Australia, and that was your 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 Warns and your McGraws were playing in that game. So. Only the, one of the best test sides ever has managed to go to the UAE and beat Pakistan there. And then in recent years, they've been unbeatable. A um, few drawn series and then obviously the whitewash against England. In fairness to England, the last time they played there, the second and third test could have gone either way. Um, they were just a collapse at the end by by England twice, I think. Um, once for 72, chasing about 140. Um, and then in the third test, we bowled Pakistan out for 99 in the first innings and still managed to lose. So that, that takes some doing. Um, in terms of how you deal with it, you need to take the Eunice Khan and the Azar Ali approach in the third test where, they, where Azar Ali got 157 of 442 balls. That, I think that's, that's the type of cricket we're in for. That's music to Dan Kennedy's ears. In this, in this, in this <laughs> series, I think those, the type of strike rates we're going to be the type of um, runs per over we're going to be looking at is somewhere between 2.3 and 2.6 per innings. Dan Kenny, let's bring you in. Um, we've been here before, haven't we? England can't do it, they're up against it, they beat the Aussies, but is this a completely different kettle of fish? Oh, not, it, it isn't. It, it, there couldn't be a more different kettle of fish in world cricket than this. Um, if If this isn't... Everest, the Everest of cricket tours for England. I, I don't know what is to be honest. Um, this, you know, um, I, I think this is even harder than India, two thousand and eleven, twelve. Um, you know, which we won um, with a very, very good team. Um, but um, 
I, th- I, th- I think this is. I think this is even even going to be harder to win. I think England have won a series once in Pakistan ever. Um, uh, that was the Nasser Hussain team, yeah, in the dark in Karachi. Um, on the last day, after I think the first two tests were drawn and quite dull draws, that we barely even won a test in Pakistan in our, in, in English history as well. Um, it, you know, I think it's the fingers of one hand the number of tests England have won in Pakistan, um, and the, the vast majority ended in it's just, just the games last 450 overs. You see that, 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 and the scoring rate is extremely low. The conditions are attritional. The cricket is attritional. Um, and I don't see anything in this England team that says that we're going to cut out to compete in those conditions, apart from Alistair Cook. If Cook scores, oh. eight, if Cook scores 800 runs in the series, right? <laughs> something something <laughs> like that. you get some good odds on that, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be something like that, you know. I, I was going to come on to this. What you're describing is that this this new sort of over-aggressive style that we saw, saw in the Ashes, that, that really is not going to cut it, is it, over here? This is going to be tr- more traditional runs on the board, the spinners put the pressure on the opposition, that kind of thing. Um, so this is where the top order, I feel, have to come in. You have to get centuries from your top four or five to to compete. Well, especially said, if you. Fairly yeah. said this, and they've brought Jay Waldener in, haven't they? As a as a consultant buying coach. It's a really good move. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. That is. Exactly. <clears throat> they've even come out and said what he's actually trying to instill into the players, and that's not to go hard at the ball. So if you see a, a short long hop, you don't need to hit it hard because you're only going to get one by pulling it to. The person on the boundary, especially when they've got like two seven fields, rather than the seven two offside, you've got the two seven onside field, and you're just pulling it, and they've got three men on the leg side boundary. So, Jai Warden says you just got to leave it and leave it and leave it and try and hit it under your eyes all the time and play it late. And you, instead of it said in the first innings, Fabra said in the first innings, there shouldn't be any sweep shots. It should be just looking to build innings, playing as 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 restricted as possible picking out the ones and twos and manoeuvring the field. And then in the second innings, when you're either trying to chase or you're trying to build a, a quicker rate, then that's when the shots come out and he's trying to manoeuvre the field with a sweep or the reverse sweep, he says, for some of the left-handers. He says the three English left-handers are going to have to use a reverse sweep, especially if Pakistan are just you know, keeping you to one and over or something like that and the pressure starts to build. So, But he says he doesn't want any of that in the first innings. And Jai Wardner says it's all about... you know. They need the range of options in the shots, but they need to understand which shots are appropriate at which times. And that's good to hear, isn't it? It's not going to be four, four and a half and over, you know, aggressive cricket like we heard um, at the start of the Ashes. The, the problem is, and I, I couldn't agree more, there sounds to be a lot of um, clever thinking going in there from the England management. And, and, and I couldn't, they, a, they couldn't have picked a better a batting consultant, I think I don't know what his title is, but then Jay Wardner, Mahela, oh, he's an all-time great for a start. Um, but his, his record in the subcontinent is astonishing, um, and his experience in the UAE is, you know, is, is fantastic as well. So um, the problem is, is that I don't think, no matter how much advice you give them, I don't think if we look at the likely top seven that England have got, I just don't know how many of them are going to execute it, because I can't see Moeen doing that, can't see Stokes doing that, can't see. Bairstow doing it, you know, even Roots, you've got to question it. Um, it you know, he's a talented player and all that, but, it, you know, Bell can, but, you know, there's there's all question marks over Bell anyway. 
Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. But it, I, I don't know whether the players are going to be able to execute the advice that they've been given because I don't think they can bat time and I don't think they can play the low risk cricket. Um, which is going to be needed because if if England fail and the first innings is absolutely key, runs on the board, no matter how you got to get 300, 350 at least. Um, otherwise, you're going to be under the pump, and, and then you know, on the fourth and fifth day, when it's you know when it's turning both ways. I mean, let's get. I mean, coming on to the coming on to the England top order, I was going to bring in the opening partnership conundrum. I mean, are they going to go with Moeen Ali? Are they going to go with Alex Hales? Um, what do you think, Rosie? Well, they're definitely going with Ali, aren't they? By the by, the uh, by the sounds of it, by, by the sounds of everything that's been said so far. So, <clears throat> I can I, I was all for that. I think it gives you two, it gives you an easy option when it comes to bringing Rashid in. I don't think you need to drop one of. Um, I think they want to play three seamers, um, Anderson, Broad, maybe maybe Wood. I'd actually just go with three, including Stokes. So I'd drop Wood and Finn. And just play Anderson and Broad and Rashid. Same here, I do that as well. Rashid yeah, I Stokes yeah. and then Ali. So you've still got five bowlers. Root yeah. as well. Root can bowl a bit. So. Exactly. Going in with when you when you can't back the conditions and going in with three seamers, two uh, a spinner, uh, and two all rounders. You know that's well, I don't all cooking it for me. Well, it's ample. Um, it's all about runs, isn't it, Dan? In the, in these, it, it's all about your first and your, your early second innings runs. You need to, you need to. Get it it is, and and I know they, they might be thinking, well, it's going to be forty-five degrees. Um, the conditions are going to be, the weather is going to be so attritional, and you're going to be out there in the field for the full five days. Um, if it goes the distance, so they might think. But you know, there's 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 not enough backing in that team if if we go with the three bowlers, um, plus Rashid plus. Two all rounders. That's just no, not enough pattern. I think Taylor's got to play, doesn't he? Taylor has to play. easy. I, I hope he does. He's your attritional. So you've got Cook, Ali, um, Bell, Root, and then. But, but they're going to go best, though. I don't think they will. Root you and then Taylor. 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 I really um, hope it's Taylor. He's Taylor. a better player of spin, and he's got a better. Te- he's got a better, better temperament. Butler. Yeah, but are we are we assuming here that Butler is retaining his spot because that's been in the the, the question mark as well? Because Butler's. I would stick with Butler personally, and I wouldn't give Bairstow the gloves. I'd, I'd, I'd drop Bairstow. Bairstow is not Taylor. I'd put you, Taylor in and drop Bairstow. If you're going to be facing um, 100 overs of, of spin, right? You, you don't put. You need your best wicketkeeper. I'm afraid, um, and Bairstow is not that. Because can you imagine if, if Bairstow misses stumping opportunities or 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 catches or you know it, it, it's just. You know, you, the chances are going to be an absolute premium anyway, and I, I guess think it would be, you know, absolutely, it would be beyond stupid if we were if we were even considered uh, dropping Butler, who's a very good wicketkeeper and a very good batsman, aggressive as well. It's just what you need at seven, I think. Yeah, I got, you know, he's, people say he's not scoring that many runs, but how many how many more runs than is 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 best are going to guarantee over Butler over Butler, and at what cost? I'm in in complete complete agreement, but I would love to see James Taylor play, and that's Taylor's my my play. thing. He's I, got to play. In terms for of the his, balance, in terms of not only in terms of the warm up games, but in terms of his approach to the game, it's it's absolute absolutely crucial. I think you've got a nice balance then, because I think Bell can has the ability to go everywhere. Has done it in the subcontinent, um, despite his new newfound aggressive approach. Um, and then you've so you've got Cook, and then you've got Bell. Root can go either way, I think can play either way. And then you've got Taylor and the others can just play the natural games. And I don't think you've got to expect Stokes and Ali and 
players players like that to just suddenly then think they've got to play get twenty off eighty balls. I don't think you should expect that. I I, I think you should allow them to play and then get the others to do the attritional work, and then you've got a balance of people playing to the strengths rather than expecting players to go out and play another way, which I've seen English batsmen do for years, play a way that they don't do in, when they're playing naturally for the counties, come on and try and play this test, test cricket and it doesn't suit them. Whereas you've got James Taylor who's got the ability to do that and that, that's why you need to pick him. And if, you, if they don't, then it's, it's madness. Madness not to pick Taylor. Uh, I, I fully agree with that. Um, I think the, the, the key question is, is how, how is how are England going to score enough runs in the first innings uh, to be competitive? Because I, I think this aggressive brand of cricket in the UAE would be uh, tantamount to suicide. Um, I think the only way for us to stay in the game is through attritional cricket, and that means we're going to have to bat for long periods against their spinners who were pretty good. Um, and I think the only middle order that I can think of in the squad that possibly gives us a chance is Bell at three, Root at four, and Taylor at five. Uh, I don't think any other combination is even going to come close to cutting it in the conditions. Got what is it? You haven't got Stokes at six, Butler at seven, and then yeah, yeah. Rashid, but Bell three, Root four, Taylor five, Rashid eight, and then you've got three seamers still. No, I, I I do with what you. Well, I was. I mean, ideally, I'd probably. Play Hales, um, even at yeah, another two, and I'd keep Moeen at eight. I like that as well. I like that. But the thing is, did you know Moeen's never opened at first-class cricket in any level? I thought he opened in a test match. Did he not open for England? No, no, he is. You're quite right, Duncan. He's never opened in at any first-class level. Um, so to be to be doing it, I I I can understand them doing it because they want Moeen Ali to retain his position. So this easily gives them a, a route to do that. But it just seems that. They they haven't got the formula isn't there you see what they should be trying to achieve is getting an opening partnership that can then play in all conditions and then can adapt yes. and slowly slowly build it you see that's yes. the thing so I mean you know when Alistair Cook would have come in once upon a time with his Test debut with all the talent and things and look his his figures in India and Asian conditions are, are fantastic but nobody knew that was going to happen at the time but now we're thinking okay Alistair Cook can cut it in all areas. And that's what traditionally should be happening, I think. Um, if you put Moinelli now, and then then the South Africa series comes along, and then you're thinking it's well, who's you know, no one's going to put the hand up there, are they? To say, let me open. And then if if we do play Alex Hales there, then it's how's how's Hales going to cope with that pressure? With <laughs> talk about the best baptism team, of fire. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a baptism of fire, and I mean, coming on to uh, even if you come on to the bowling, Adil Rashid will play because you need to have at least two spinners in your team in these conditions, and that's a baptism of fire as well now because he hasn't played any Test cricket. Uh, he could have he could have been used even when the Ashes were secure. He could have been used there just to, you know, just to give him a flavour, even or just as you know, for whatever reason you can put in there, just so it's not the, your test debut. Against, I think it's a little different you know. with Rashid because he's played quite a few ODIs, so he's got the feel for international cricket, yeah. and he's played some um, some B level uh, yeah, test think, cricket. So I, I think, think he's we got don't know. Feel for that, we don't know because um, we've got no evidence to say it. Uh, is whether Rashid can block up an end in, in test match cricket. Now my feeling is that he can't. I don't think he's going to be able to exert enough control not at all. to block up an end. He's not a controlling uh, bowler though. He never has no. been. And exactly. So, but one of the things you want from your spinner in test match cricket is is to be able to control the scoreboard. Um, and because if you're not taking wickets, you want you want to be able to keep the run rate down. Um, but just going back to Moeen for a second, I just want to make one more point: is that. Mm-hmm. It, 
I can't I can't see the logic. Um, even though he's never played <laughs> open and first class cricket, but but it's a complete horses for courses selection just for this series, right? And there isn't any planning ahead for South Africa and next summer. Next summer is I think it's Sri Lanka and Pakistan uh, in England. Um, so I, agree, I fully agree with you know we need to try and find a partnership that can be used in all in all conditions, and I guarantee. The, the, Absolutely, I'll put my mortgage on Moeen Ali not opening the batting in South Africa. Um, but if, if you know, you can imagine Alex Hale's first test match and he's walking out against Dale Steyn, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the Wanderers. Yeah, <laughs> Christ, on a bike. Uh, yeah, right. So, um, but going back to Rashid, you know, when England have won and done well in the subcontinent before, we've actually had some decent spinners. But I, I don't think Rashid and Moeen that good anyway um, and obviously then you've got to factor in it's Rashid's debut so I, I just don't think the quality of the spin is up to it especially against supreme players of spin like the Pakistanis I mean 2012 it was um, Graham Swan and Monty Panesar um, who had great success against India with and, and the 2-1 was, series you know yeah and Monty Monty was the premier bowler of the two in that series he was he was superb wasn't he the amount he spun the ball was incredible in you know India 14 wickets he took him back in the UAE last time <laughs> Monty. He, he bowled one fifty six over um, one in, in the third innings, I think. Sec, third innings in the third test, he bowled fifty six overs. Yeah, oh, it's twice as many as Swan, so that's how well he was bowling. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. The the quicks will need a rest, so the spinners need to do a job to you know with the conditions. The the quicks will be bowling in shorter spells, giving it everything they got. Um, even last time round, Anderson and Broad did okay. Averages were pretty good in the UAE, but it was just the batsman that let them down in the end. Uh, and the inclusion of uh, Taylor then is gives gives the balance to the top order that can hopefully do something. But um, Surely we've, we've... I know he's not been taken, but what about Gary Balance? Why is, why is he not there? Surely he is this type of cricketer that we're, we're all talking about for these type of conditions. He, 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 but he didn't really recover any kind of form for Yorkshire did he, at the end no, of the no. season. I think he had one score out of five or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand it in a way because so Gary Balance doesn't play because of what you're saying, he hasn't got the form and all that. But then we've got Alex Hales who scored more than two thousand runs over two seasons, averaging over fifty or thereabouts. Um, yeah, because he's been labelled as a sort of a one day player. Oh, has he? Can he handle the the Test cricket? You know, so we don't select Hales, but he's played quite good in county cricket. I think they um, just. I think the, it's because options, it's in the UAE. So the, the options to open to. in the in the warm-up games have been have been terrible. Um, all of them, none of them have scored any any kind of runs who were, who were the potential openers, and they've just decided that Ali's one gives them the easier option to play a second spinner, and two, he's had more Test match cricket experience than the the other options. Because I think didn't Hale score nine runs or something from four four knocks or something? That's a terrible average in his warm-up. So. You know, he didn't do himself any favours. It's no. a case of, you know, they've given them a chance and no one took it, so they've gone with the default. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we hope that Bell, because Bell's average is quite low, he's only averaging for 31 in some continental conditions, I think. Dan sent a brilliant link on Twitter to... Um, oh, Simon Hughes, the analyst. Yeah, yeah. Simon Hughes, the analyst. Do you, want to, do you want to tell us about that, Dan, and the LBWs? Yeah, well, I think it was talking about, first of all, there was two main factors. First of all was the impact of DRS. 
uh, and the amount of LBWs that uh, Ajmal and Abdur Rahman got in the last series in the UAE. I think I can't remember the numbers now. Don't, you've got, did you know the numbers of how many of the wickets were LBW in the three tests? But it was a lot. 20, 20, uh, 22, it said. 22. Yeah. Uh, that was 13 right and the rest were left. Yeah. But yeah, it's an incredible number. But the the the, um, the the main point was well was how do you counter the LBW threat in the UAE? And he said that basically um, all the English players are coached from a young age to go with the bat and pad together and not leave a gap. But um, that he said basically the only way uh, uh, um, in for the for the subcontinent is to play with the bat well in front of the pad to to, to nullify the DRS. But then obviously that brings the the close catches into play. Yeah, he said so, both, didn't he? He said either either get the bat ahead of the pad or come onto the back foot and play it late. He said he should be doing one of these. Yeah, you shouldn't be putting it. them together. Well, watch it right under the nose, yeah. 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 But they, they want the English to... The advice from Simon Hughes is then to, to use the bat and uh, and not try to play for the spin, wasn't it? As in put the bat pad together, play for the spin, then you'll be able to be... Because there's uh, not big, much bounce, is there? There's, so there's not shot, much bounce. The umpire's put the finger up, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And rightly so. It's, it's a love. You know, you, you never get an LBW at the Gabba because it's always going to bounce over the stumps. But if you're playing it in Sharjah where it's not bouncing, then you should be getting the wickets because it's not going to bounce over the stumps. You should, the umpires should have a have a video of all the previous balls and the average height of where it's pitching. So they should know that before they go on there to get a gauge of where it's going to bounce. And then obviously you go with your eye on each one because it's a totally different wicket. Let's, are we going to talk about that Pakistani spinner who's who's going to get us out this time? Because there's no Ajmal. Um, there's no, is there no Ra- Raman either? Raman either? There's, there's no Raman either. I don't know. Whatever happened to Abdur Raman? I mean, we know what happened to Saeed Ajmal, but um, <laughs> what happened to Abdur Raman? I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm not sure either. They probably just thought, well, it's time that, you know, some out of the 10 guys that are knocking on the door get a go. <laughs> it's only fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yasser Shah's the guy, isn't he? So Yasser Shah's the guy, 61 wickets in 10 tests. Fastest ever Pakistani bowler to get to 50 wickets in test cricket, which surprised um, me, considering the, uh, you know, that's... Well, Abdul, Abdul Kader, Imran, Imran yeah. Abdul Kader, Everybody, that's That's... That's impressive stuff, but um, and he's done it. He hasn't done it against um, the, the 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 dross either. He's done it against good teams, against good teams, Australia, Sri Lanka, yeah, uh, and stuff. So, uh, Dan, Kenny, what's your thoughts? I know you've been uh, you've been keeping an eye on yesterday, Sean. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I got to know your enemy and all that, and um, so I, I have tried to consume a lot of YouTube footage of uh, Yasir. And I have to say that, uh, <laughs> rather worryingly, um, he looks pretty useful. <laughs> so, it's, uh, you know, this is this is the last thing you need. Um, and, 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 and virtually none of our batters have had any exposure to him at all. So, like you said, he's, had, he's got 61 wickets at 25 and with a strike rate of 48. Um, and, 48 uh, for a spinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, and... and he spins it big, so he, he, he's, a, he's a wrist spinner, he's a leg spinner, a right arm, so he's an orthodox leggy. He spins it big, but he also spins his googly a long way as well, and some of the wickets he's taken with the googly and those 50 are, are seriously impressive deliveries. Um, and there was one he got Warner out with in um, the first test uh, last... You, you, you beat me to it. Is that the one with Warner? Warner was in like 130 yard. Yeah, and it just it spun about a yard and a half from, you know, into the left-hander. It was just a sensational delivery. Um, Bolding. 
<laughs> you thought you, you thought there had to be an inside edge. There was that much deviation on the ball. God. And it and it wasn't because Warner was going for a slog. You thought that Warner's in nope. 130 something. You thought I was probably going for one. It was he just he didn't know what happened. So um, yeah. So but he spins his he spins his googly a long way as well, which is bad news because he's got one. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing. You know, we, we you need. Um, the mystery ball, you needed the um, the Karen ball, or you know, I, I, the thing is, the mystery spinners, you know, with Harbajan and Saeed, they both come under suspicion, haven't they, for their actions and stuff? Um, and um, you know, but the, the the googly is is just about the only legitimate mystery ball left in in in, in Test cricket, really, because even though it can be picked by by good players, of which we don't have any. Um, so yeah, so, so it turns, what you're saying is it turns it more than a deal achieved. <laughs> yes, significantly more than Adil Rashid. Yes, but the, um, the the significant difference though was the the pace at which they're bowling at. Rashid is significantly slower, slower, isn't he? Shah, I thought moves it in the air quite quick, and yeah, it, and it, still it, gets the turn for somehow. Somehow, I thought I didn't. Yeah, so it, it, and it, 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 I was watching some of the ones he was getting. Um, there was some when he played in Gaul, um, and he took a lot of wickets in Gaul against Sri Lanka. Uh, and again, he seems the trajectory of his delivery seems flat. It doesn't seem like he's tossed up, um, you know, and anything like that. So, like you say, if he's getting the, if he's getting the rotations and the spin off a relatively flat delivery, which is you know, which is quite a good pace, then you know he's pretty much got everything you need. Who was uh, the um, Sri Lankan who did that for the opening part of his career? He really bowled it really flat, and it turned it quite a bit. Oh, I can't oh was he meant to be the next, the next yes, big thing? Yes, he was huge. Mendis. That's it. Yeah. Mendis. Yeah. Mendis. He, that's it. That's who he reminds me of with that flat, like kind of flat trajectory. We were he's... terrible against him as well. So he's probably, I would say, another thing about. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But this, he, he, I, he's probably the best leg spinner in world cricket. I mean, maybe that you can say there's not much competition at the moment. But um, um, and, and and as we know, leg spinners are better, you know, more dangerous bowlers than off spinners. Um, so. Um, the, you know, a, a tough, a tough, a tough challenge. Um, you just got tougher, I think, <laughs> because Is, five tests against the UAE and uh, in the UAE last winter against Australia and New Zealand, and he got twenty-seven wickets at twenty-six. Jesus, that's not good. Yep, silence is indeed the answer to that question. And that includes a match where New Zealand racked up about seven hundred, I think, as well. And so he still, still managed that. Strike rate of 48. Yeah, strike rate of 48 <laughs> in his 10 tests. Yeah. 
So we're not going to win, is what we're saying. No, we but there's, there's, there, there is, uh, there is hope because uh, Azarelli is not going to be uh, get retain fitness. But who's um, played? Who's played that kind of quality? I, I think he's he's now he's got an injured toe, and uh, they're saying that he's he's now pretty much going to be out. You, you know how they never like to say he's out completely until the day kind of thing. But the the, the thinking is that Azarelli won't be fit, so that's avoided number three for the Pakistani team. Um, but they've got they've repicked uh, Show Malik into this squad, um, so he'll play. But they've got talent. I mean, Mizbaz in there, he's got a phenomenal record. Um, I think in Sharjah, he's, he's uh, averaging more than 100. Yunus <laughs> um, Khan's obviously there. So they've got players. Uh, even when they come down to the wicketkeeper at seven, they've got Safraz in there. 61 who, he averages, 61 in, in the UAE. Uh, the, uh, Mizbaz. Yeah. That's, that's since 2002, 20 matches he's had there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so he's he's uh, you know home away from home uh, from his point of view. But even when they come just, down, just the five ODC, centuries, just five centuries. Isn't it's it? just yeah. I think the, I think the staggering thing was that in the last I forgot the how many Test matches they've played. I think the number of hundreds is quite stark between the top order of England and the top order of Pakistan. Yeah, the, the the top order of Pakistan, top seven batsmen. I think they've got like 24 centuries over the last however many tests they did the yeah. stat over. I think the relative, that, was it England got seven or eight centuries or Joe, something? Do you mean Joe Root got seven or eight? Just no, I mean, that's in the top order as a unit, how many yeah, centuries? Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Joe yeah. Root got seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> It'd be a really interesting series. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing how Root plays it all because if Root can come out, of the, regardless of the, the, the end result, if Root can come out of this with... You know, really good average scores this couple of centuries. That that then shows that you know his trajectory is his stock. It will go even higher than it already is. Absolutely, oh, if absolutely, he yeah. Comes in, shows himself. I mean, in he, you know, he got to number one in the world rankings for a test in 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 the summer, and if we're thinking he's going to stay at that heady echelon with you know with Kane Williamson and Steve Smith and um, the likes of those players, that you know this is the kind of thing he's got to be able to make runs in Asia. Well, just, just just on that, um, A.B. de Villiers has had four matches in in the UAE, averages 116. Um, Amla's the next one with three matches, 78 average. You know, So there are players who have come from other countries. Matthews is averaging 73 in six matches. Graham Smith averages over 70. So there are runs to be had. Um, you can get runs there, but you've got to be world-class. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, the conditions aren't... Um... The conditions aren't alien. Well, sorry, they are quite alien for English players. But sorry, they're, they're not impossible. They're just it, it's just it's just slow and it's attritional, and you just have to play accordingly. I mean, you, you cannot. You have to wait for the ball to come to you. You can't afford to take any necessary risks. Um, and it's just about the temperament more than anything, and the ability to bat time and, and, and wait till the opposition gets worn down. None of those batsmen I mentioned had a strike rate above sixty. No. So you know, the, and they can have a strike rate above a hundred in some countries, but is that well, that must be well below the the, the strike rate yeah, for, yeah, for the career general? Definitely. Yeah, for the, the career strike from rate. Maybe Amla, um, yeah. Villiers, Matthews, and Smith all score a lot higher than um, fifth, well, fifty, forty-two, fifty-eight, and fifty-three. So you, so. they prove these guys, the top players prove that you can adapt to conditions. And you can score runs in, in you know, in, you know, in, in away from home, but you've just got to you've got to adapt to those conditions. And say, like, if we look at say Ian Bell, for example, uh, he's got um, 
he's only got two scores of over 50 in his last 19 tests in Asia. And in the last series in the UAE, he only scored 51 runs in six innings. Uh, oh, but he wasn't alone oh, because Kevin Peterson, who was a very, very good player of spin, apart maybe the odd left armour, got 67 runs in that series, and Owen Morgan only 82. And this is the challenge which faces the likes of Joe Root, um, um, uh, Bairstow, and Taylor, these young English players. And, and you, know, you know, you can see that you might end up you know, being a bunny to some of these Pakistan spinners, and you might end up might, might end the series with, with with less than 100 runs. Um, it's it's the that, historical that thing. It, yeah. It's the historical thing as well. I mean, Ian Bell, like this, what you were mentioning there, Dan, was I think it went. His average has gone down to twenty-two, hasn't it, or something? Um, of the last nineteen tests in Asian conditions. But if you look at the list of the traditionally the English batsmen that's in top averages for English batsmen in Asian conditions, this is excluding Bangladesh. Over the years, people who average more than their I know who's top average, by the way. I know who's top. You know, Jeff, Jeffrey. Jeff Jeffrey. Is, Jeffrey's top. Jeffrey's top. <laughs> so Jeff. uh, and, then, and then it comes down to... No, but the thing is, it's the stark thing is, there's nobody from relatively recent times. There's Boycott Gower, Tony Gregg, Alistair Cook is in there, but the, he's the exception to everything. And then Graham Thorpe would be the next person. And then Dennis Amiss, and then Paul Collingwood, Matt Pryor, Graham Gooch, Keith Fletcher. Apart, so, from, apart from Matt Pryor, they're all nudges and nerdlers, aren't they? That's exactly right, <laughs> So they, I, just honestly, matching up the strengths and weaknesses of both sides, I cannot make any kind of case for, for England at all. They just oh, the only the only strength over the opposition is the pace bowling. Um, Anderson and, and Broad have both done it in Asian conditions. Although Anderson struggles a little bit more, um, Broad can definitely do it. So I think they've got the edge there, but that's it. Spinners or the batsmen. Well, while we've, while we've been talking, I've just checked on the um, the amount of ma- test matches England have won in Pakistan ever, and it's two. Wow. The ones in the Nasser Hussein one. And then the other one was in the first away series they ever played in 1960-something. Yeah, Ted Dexter. Wow. When the Asian teams were just in the infancy, really, weren't they? Exactly, and I think it was the first time we ever played um, Pakistan, I think, away. Um, so this, this is what I mean. As I started the show by saying, you know, it, it's pretty much the Everest of cricket talks for for England side. Um, but you just come on to Pakistan's record in the UAE because um, I, I did look it up in detail. So uh, since they since they were forced to play all their home games in the UAE, so they played eighteen tests. They've won half of them, uh, drawn six, lost three. And of the seven series, they've won three, drawn four. So they're undefeated in seven series. Um, and th- their tactic has basically been score runs in the first innings um, and either then win the game with the spinners or, or then they, they, they guarantee that they don't lose it. So in the last 10 test matches, um, they've got over 500 runs uh, in the first innings twice, over 400 runs four times, over 350 runs seven times, and their average for wickets is 42 in the first innings. So it's keep piling it on, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they lose? Across, was, what was they the, lose the in 2002? Didn't they? That was, you know, I know it was 14 years ago, but they they had they had two test series against the West Indies in Australia, um, and lost to Australia 2-0. But that was like one and McGrath, like I said, and yeah, it takes that level of elite. Yeah, exactly. To, yeah. 
Did you so come what, across the um the what's the lowest first innings total that's got a victory? Um, um, the only thing it's I did be the ninety nine, doesn't it? Pakistan's third yeah. test against England, ninety nine. Yeah, so, in the first innings. I did I, I did check this uh, uh, that um, they've had two scores less than three hundred and fifty in the last ten tests, and they had one hundred and sixty five, and they had a ninety nine. So, but they're the only exceptions. All the other times they get they get over three fifty. So if England bat first. The, so the, the, got the, the tactic, got the the tactic got is to bat. to bat first, isn't it? If they win the bat toss. first, well, it's bat, bat first no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you put the opposition in, <laughs> so you, you bowl on the fourth innings, Vicky. Yeah, yeah, there's absolutely no debate about any of the tosses if you win your bat because you don't yeah. want to be batting on on the last day in the fourth innings. No, um, and the, the 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 way they've done it, way the, the way the Pakistan have, have got their runs in that first innings is basically been on their engine room in the middle order. So um, Azhar Ali is averaging 54 um, with 500s. Yunus Khan is averaging 55 with 900s. Asad Shafiq is averaging 47 with 200s. And Mizbah is averaging 61 with 500s. That is your engine room there. And they're just piling it on. Quite incredible number of runs they've scored. And all of, the, all of those three um, haven't got a strike rate above 50. No. But if Azza's out, Azza, then Azza's is thirty-eight. Yeah, if, if Azza's, Azza's out, out there, yeah, that's a real boost for us. Actually, that's a real boost because that probably means Eunice is going to have to go up to number three, isn't it? You might be able to get him in early. That's the only way they can do it. early get the openers out, expose you know the the, the middle order to the new ball. Um, but um, it'll be really interesting to see how the England, England team can cope with all of this sort of thing. Um, you know, with the the, the heat, um, and you know, if can you imagine first test Pakistan back first, put on four hundred and fifty, um, and then it all becomes mental. And uh, if they're used to, my only worry is that if they're used to doing the whole, because they're so encouraged to play their natural game, and England's natural game, with the exception of Cook, is to go after the bowling. You see, and that might just play into the Pakistani's hands. Um, Judging by but, what, and, and, what Jay Wardner and Fabrice were saying, though, they, they are fully aware of the approach needed in terms of batting. They know they can't go and knock it around or run a ball. Yeah. But then, as I said, that's absolutely brilliant that they've, they've done everything possible, the backroom team, to prepare the team, haven't they? It's just whether the, t- the players can go ahead and execute what they need to do. Which, we'd, which we're not sure that they're going to do, are we, to be honest? What's the predictions... What do you um, think, uh, um, Kenneth? Let's go with you. 3 0, Pakistan. Oh. Rhodes, Sorry. Is it, is it a three <laughs> test series? Is it a three test series? Three test series, yeah, three test series. Uh, well, if it was two or four, I'd be going two and a lot, four nil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll go two nil with a draw to Pakistan. Yeah. I'm um, I'm going two 0 as well, Pakistan. I can't. Uh, there's always going to be that kind of situation might happen where uh, the conditions are such that it just peters out. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I'm going to go two 0 Not that my predictions have been anything because I predicted that England would lose the Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike everybody but, else, I mean, you know, you were alone there, weren't you? <laughs> we're, we're all saying England were going to walk it. <laughs> 
So because of that, you see, uh, that's why I haven't gone for the three 0 <laughs> I've tried, you know, I've tried my best to sort of take myself back a little bit. Yeah, it could be. It, it's it's exceptional, very very fascinating, and I'm quite happy because by the sounds of it, things are going to go into day four and five. Um, because I feel a bit shortchanged after the after the ashes. That you know, we're looking forward. You've you've got yourself in, you've got time off work even, and all that, and then it's all over. Go for a sandwich, and it's all gone. We come back, and it's four wickets are down. <laughs> Yeah, at least this is yeah, this is, this should be more. So we're yeah. gonna give back to the way I like it. Yeah, traditional, old fashioned, yeah, see what's happening. I and I love there's nothing better from my point of view, watching the batsmen under pressure, no matter what team, and the spinners are on and there's all the chirping outs, you know, around the bat. Yeah. That's that's what I the sort of stuff that I love. Do, do, Which, do you know what do you know what thing I really like is when the batsmen are both just out there wearing caps. There's no helmets because that, that because they're facing spin and they're just going out there wearing a cap. I love that. Oh, so do I. <laughs> you don't happens. get to see it often enough. Really happens. Cook, Cook did it in Indy, didn't he, last time? He got his cap on a couple of times you know, for, for, for stretches. I think he did it in his first ever innings in Test cricket in India. I think it's in Pakistan, about... wasn't it? Or was it Pakistan? I think, I think he got, got a about... century on debut, didn't he, in yeah. Pakistan? But it was a slow one, and I think he got his hat out. It, which which ground is it? I remember Saeed Asmar getting a bit of bounce in one of the tests last time when we lost. And it doesn't seem to... I can't remember whether it's Abu Dhabi, Dubai or Sharjah. I don't know which one it was. One of them's like a drop-in pitch rather than the other two. I'm not sure. Isn't that Dubai the drop-in pitch? Is I it think. Dubai? That's, that's the second... Sharjah is quite long-standing, isn't it, yeah, as a ground? Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be that. And the, the forecast is, is sun for five days, apparently. So <laughs> there's no. Wow, there's no hope really? There. You do surprise me there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael Fish. <laughs> well, they were, they were saying, now they were talking about the weather, they were saying how this is the, the, the back end of the summer, of, uh, whereas before when England went, it was the winter. <laughs> so it's even going to be, you know, the, the temperature is going to be even more in your face. Yeah, forty-five degrees apparently. In the warm-up games, none of the bowlers bowled a spell. Uh, none of the quicks bowled a spell longer than five overs. And the other thing I think is worth noting is the speed at which the um, shine comes off the ball, the new ball. You're lucky if the new ball lasts ten overs, aren't you? Really? Yep. All the outfields uh, are really slow. Well, one thing we haven't mentioned is reverse swing. Um, because that if it, if it, if that's one of the things that. You think that in Pakistan, in, in the UAE, you should get more reverse swing, but it doesn't seem to happen that often, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure why. Um, because the, the thing that usually prevents reverse swing is is a lush outfield. Um, but it, you know, if it's a coarse outfield, um, then you know you should be able to generate reverse swing quite easily. Uh, you know, after you know 30 overs, and if that happens, then we we do know that all three. Well, we know that Broad and Anderson are masters at it, and all and and and. Um, Stokes looks pretty useful at it as well. So, but I, I don't see much cause to play Finn or Wood, to be honest. Um, so, if, apparently they're going to do that. They're going to pick one of them, according mm. to Finn. Well, Finn got some wickets, didn't he, in the uh, in the warm up? So maybe he's going to get the nod. I don't know. He, uh, Wood or Finn. But if we can get some reverse swing, um, that could be very interesting, actually, because that that that's something we are good at. Um, one thing I've got to many. I think Wahab Riaz is quite good with a reverse swing. I've seen him in the one day, but I can't. None of the others, really. I think they've only got one more, haven't they? Junaid Khan. Junaid Khan will play. Wahab Riaz is the, is the all out pace. 
um, Mohamed Irfan's in the squad, isn't he? I don't know if he'll play him. Uh, I don't think he's in the squad. He's not. In, he's not in the squad. Is he, Mohamed Irfan? Not in the squad. The, the the one thing I did I forgot to mention was that now with Azrali out, the thinking is that Hafiz will come in, and that gives the off-spin option. Um, so you know that's it could easily play into their hands in terms of have an extra spin option. Um, so the the thing with the Pakistani team is now they'll have the, the an array of spin options, not just like in an England point of view, thinking okay, we've got two proper spinners. And then you can argue all you want about oh Joe Root can come and bowl, but it's that kind of thing ain't gonna you know Misbah et al aren't gonna be worried about stuff like that. Um, whereas if, you know Hafiz Mahan- plays, but Hafiz would be a legitimate spinner in the England yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and batsman. Yeah, ready. so Hafiz is going to come in at number three, I think. Um, you know, and that that's that's a phenomenal. So so, so what 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 are we what are we saying that the Pakistan lineup is likely to be? a great question. I've looked at the squad and I'm trying to work it out. I think if if Shazad plays, then it brings down the rage. But if she, if um, Shazad doesn't open, then this could be the oldest test team I've ever seen. No, Emmett Shazad's got to, got to open the inning, surely, no? Because he's only um, 23, but you've got Misbah 41, Hafiz is going to be 35 soon, um, you've got Eunice Khan's 37, um, Zulfikar Babar's 37 nearly. Shawid Malik, 34. They've got a really old side. But this is a kind of that's kind of what you need in terms of the attritional cricket, isn't it? The experience to know what to do. I guess that's what they know that. And they know that they, these players are adaptable to these conditions and that's why they're so good in them. Yeah, I mean, so Misbah's hinted that this is going to be his last... He's 41, so this is probably his last series, he thinks. Possibly. Um, I mean, if they, if they, if they did England... 3-0 or 2-0, that would be a nice way for him to go out. But um, I'm, I think it is it is going to be very, con- traditionally speaking, we're used to Pakistan throwing 17, 18-year-olds in the in the mix. Um, so it this is going to be... It been one or yeah. two at a time, though, yeah? Rather the, the, than the perception of them doing it with a few, they've always got a lot of experience to balance it against. Yeah, but I think all the guys that you've mentioned, Dan, are going to play. I think uh, Hafiz will come in at three and then... They will have the middle order with Mizbah, Eunice Khan will be in there, and I think Shoaib Malik's going to play as well. My, that's my thinking. I don't see the point of bringing him in back into the Test squad just to put in the squad. Uh, you know, the, there'd be no point. That's my thinking. I think they're going to play him. And when's the um, young lad who got done for match fixing due back? Mohamed Amir. Yeah. He he can play. He can play now. He'd he'd be okay to play. He's, he is playing cricket again, isn't he? I they're playing cricket. Back, yeah. All of them are playing cricket. Uh, no, Mohammed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Salman Butt as well, is he? Salman Butt, is it? Yeah, he's been. He's been <laughs> say again, Don. I thought he got a lifetime ban. He's he, no, but he's he's um he's got uh, some team has taken him up. But I, I I couldn't believe it myself. Um, but Mohammed Amir is definitely uh, being groomed to come back in for whatever reason. They haven't played him in this. Yeah, in this he's one. the only one I care about. I I'm, I want him to come back and do well. A, a lot of people are saying that as well. That um. It's it's very weird as well because I find myself torn because I'm very much if you if you get caught match fixing or spot fixing or whatever it should just be a lifetime ban full stop end of story I'm quite harsh on the whole thing but there's just a little bit of me that can't get myself to say that with Mohammed Amir which I find very strange because he was 17 and and impressionable it's but if he was 17 and, and he impressionable, wasn't kind of 
foe in a match, was he? In what he was caught doing, he was just, just bowling a no-ball, which is a totally different kettle of fish. What's your thoughts, Dan, Kenneth, on this sort of stuff? On what? On, the, on, 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 on what should be their punishment? Should they be allowed to come I, back to I the felt test incredibly, um, incredible amount of sympathy for Mohamed Amir um, in the whole spot fixing because he was a 17-year-old kid. He was exploited by others. Um, he's not. He wasn't even. He's not even an adult in the age of, in the eyes of the law. So I felt incredibly sorry for him and to have such a severe punishment. And he was such a talented player. Um, I don't know. Um, I think he should have been educated and um, severely warned to his future conduct, um, maybe rather than what what actually happened. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I, I thought it was draconian, to be honest, and very sad. I, I, I accept you, sir. I completely agree. The reason is also that the dynamics of in the Asian teams, especially like the. India or the Pakistan team, the power that the captain has is, is you know, you never. It, it's such a different, it's such a respectful position that they they have. So, you know, the captain could, I mean, like in the Indian team, MS Dhoni could tell someone to do something. They'd, they'd walk through fire for him. They'd, they'd take the bullet for him, so to speak. You know, they would do anything if the captain says so. And you can imagine that happens even now. So even when they're referring to the captain, they wouldn't just call him by his name, like like in the England team, they'd just be calling Alistair Cook, Cookie or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. They'd always be using the phrase Bhai, which means brother. They'd, they'd just have that respectful, like the older brother figure. So when the 17-year-old kid is being told by the captain, do this, he's doing it no matter what, because he's, he's caught up in the whole, I know it's wrong, but I have to do it because my older son, you know, like... He knows, like he's, he knows better. The father figure is telling me yeah, to do so and I have to exactly. do it. And, and it's culturally, he's been brought up that you're supposed to do what the elders tell you to, literally like that, especially when it's the, the forefather, if you like, of the team, the figurehead of the team. Um, so I did feel quite bad for him. But, oh, um, no, I agree with you. It's, it's a very hierarchical culture, isn't it? That's exactly right, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. It's, very, it's difficult to explain. Um, I happen to find my British Indian, I find myself in that kind of culture, so it, I can sympathise with him. But, you know, if it was... If he was a West Indian or Australian, I'd be there saying, I don't care, I kind of thing. I wouldn't think of it. I wouldn't sympathise as much. I, I don't think... I, I wouldn't think any different if it was an Aussie doing it. Or a, I, 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 it's just the fact that at 17, I can imagine if my captain comes up to me and another influential bowler who's supposed to be teaching me the reins, um, who was the other guy? Yeah, what, He was a brilliant bowler as well. What His name slipped my mind, but... The other, the other fast, um, fast bowler that was with him, I can, I can see. Mohammed Asif. Yeah, Asif. He was brilliant bowler. Why would he ever need to do that? So, this, this is the point. If they're telling you, and then it's only three or four no balls rather than you know, um, Hansi Konyes <laughs> throwing an innings. You know, it's it's a totally different context and a totally different person. And like Dan says, it was draconian. Anyway, moving on to the next topic, the most important thing about um, Test Series abroad is what is the time zone and how much sleep are we going to get? What time does it kick off in the Pakistan when it's the Test Series there? Because so many people have been up all night in the West Indies and the Australia. So do we it's, get a bit more sleep this time? It's, it's going to be early morning. So well, normally when the Test matches are going on in India... Um, you, you, it's starting at sort of half four, 
Um, so it must I've got be a bit... recollection of like getting up at four or five in the morning to. Yeah, Pakistan it's not series. as the the time difference won't be as bad as Pakistan or India because it will be a bit this way. So it'll be closer to us. So the games will be they're ahead of us time wise, um, but by maybe five hours, four hours. So yeah, it'll be on getting ready. It'll be um, the getting ready in the morning um, and the commute for me. To be honest, uh, I won't be getting up early for it, but at least it'll be on conveniently when I'm. Uh, but it'll be it'll be all on. Um, TMS for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, what the, that's what the away series is all about, TMS, I think. Yeah, absolutely, TMS. I'll be watching it, but I'll have TMS on. Yeah, and I'll be trying to catch the highlights, but I think it's only on Sky, isn't it? So. Yeah, is there, is there no highlights on the beep? Or, I mean, on Channel 5? Not sure. Not sure. Gentlemen, that wraps, wraps it up for us. It's going to be an enthralling and fascinating test series, and uh, we'll be here to cover it at Crick Index part of the Anfield Index family. Thank you again, Dan Rhodes and Dan Kennett. Thanks, Amit. And thank you to the listeners. All the best. That's a positive start from Michael Atherton. Wouldn't have played that shot in the first innings. Beautifully played by Marcus Triscothic. Gave it everything as well. Come over to my side. Now, this is... Well, this was always going to happen. I'm afraid, Moen Khan, he's been taking his time, moving the fielders around. Atherton and Trescothic have managed to keep patient. Buckner's lost his patience now. That's a warning to Moen Khan, warning in his watch. I'm watching you, young man. Stop wasting time. Pulled away by Trescothic, and that really should have been fielded. Oh, he's got underneath that a little bit. Now there's Interman, and he's taken it. Excellent catch by Inzamamal Hack. Shot from Graham Thorpe. That's very well played. He hasn't had many balls out there to play that sort of shot too, and he found the gap expertly. Catch it! Well, that's amazing. I've never seen Graham Hick play the reverse sweep. Great idea against Afridi. He bowls it so fast, any little paddle or reverse is going to go very quickly. That's a brilliant shot by Graham Hick. How he picked that ball up in this light. It's half dark. He wouldn't play club cricket in this kind of light quite often. Thorpe on the pull as well. Doesn't really time it. But Inzamam's way back at mid-wicket. And that gives a single to bring up Graham Thorpe's 50. What an excellent resourceful innings it's been as well. It's an edge! I couldn't pick it up to start with. I'm not sure Wackard did. It's going all the way. Moen's paid the price for not having a slip in. Six runs now for victory. He's also played the price for bowling his over slowly because he's now saying, I think, that nobody can see the ball, least of all him, behind the stumps. That's through. It's through. All the way to the boundary. None of the fielders moved. They couldn't see the ball. Graham Thorpe doesn't mind. Certainly doesn't mind. I think it was only him and our cameraman who knew where that shot went. Inside edge. There it is. They're getting back for two. England have won. What a victory in the dark. Nasser Hussain can't believe it. Look at that. Look at that balcony. Graham Thorpe has played a tremendous knock for his country today. Nasser Hussain's ecstatic with the first England side to come here and win a series since 1961. They can-